we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Riley, what's going on? Not much. The market doesn't know what to do, though. Well, so. the crypto market does. It's up 10% in the last five minutes. Yeah, what, what's that about? Do you know? I have no idea. I'm very curious for those that can see this. Yeah. The stock market, however, <sighs> is recovering. Recovering. Dip Ladies and gentlemen, morning. welcome to Quick Bites with Blake and Riley. Yes, we finally bites. came up with a name for the podcast. And yes, I'm wearing sunglasses because I'm cool. Um, and we've got our wedgies. If you haven't been to Slow by Slow, shout out to Slow. Yep, yep. They make We're a bullish great on slow. summer drink. We're bullish on slow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna talk about gaps real quick in the market. Yeah, so market is all over the map. We don't know if we're going to a recession or not. Please talk me through what the hell a gap is. So a gap. I don't is, trade. Yeah, so a gap is pretty much the difference in closing and opening price of a stock. Um, so let's uh, let's say after hours some news comes out traders emotions change whatever and let's say spy closes at 350 and the next day it opens at 360 that's a ten dollar gap right um and just historically gaps are very respected so that gap's gonna fill in in other words right when the market opens right not necessarily okay so some gaps close within minutes some gaps close within days some gaps don't close for months like there was an Amazon gap um, last fall that took two months to this fill. This is really interesting. Ninety-five um, percent of the time, gaps will close. Um, sometimes there's runaway gaps that never. So get when closed. a gap closes, what does that technically mean? It's just it's so, it's filling that. So that it after it hours, covers that. So the candlestick <clears throat> literally goes down and covers that price range. Okay. That there's a gap on. So how do you trade the, the gap? So spy, Talk me through that. Spy is a little bit easier to trade the gap with. Um, there's just some strategies that I've learned over the last year. But it's sometimes it's difficult to trade the gap because it's like, is it going to close today? Is it going to close in 10 minutes? Is it going to close in three weeks? Um, but so like when I you said, see a gap after hours, how is that? how do you play that? So... With SPY, the way that I play it, um, that I've learned from a mentor of mine, so let's say it opens and there's a gap. You're, we're using hourly candles, so we have to wait the first hour of market open to even see what that's going to do, right? So if it does something, you know, if it, no, we have to wait for the second hourly candle to close, excuse me. So we have to wait two hours. So, I mean, it, there's a whole, I have a whole, like, list of things and, like, how it works and stuff, but it's, like, nine times out of ten, the spy gap's going to close within a day or a two. So Just it's, based it's on pretty, historical data. It's a, it's a pretty consistent gap close. Um, but, like I said, Amazon had this huge gap um, that didn't close for months. Um, Which is kind of shocking for traders, right? In a, in a sense, yes. Um, not because, like I said, people aren't expecting Amazon gaps to close tomorrow. Spy, however, is very consistent with gap closures and because Spy is basically a plethora of stocks, right? Yeah, so it's just an the index. index. Yeah. Yep. So then, like the Qs, which is like um, tech sector, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So Qs also respect gaps as well. Um, so pretty much, it's just a way. It's another strategy to have in your handbook as when a trader. Is it is it an option strategy? I mean, yeah, yeah, you'll be trading yeah. options when you're, okay. when the gaps are closing. I mean, or you could, if you see an Amazon gap, a gap down, which means the price has lowered and after it's hours, a forty dollar gap because of earnings or something. Yep. You could buy shares and sit on it, 
and then probably guaranteed to close at some point. So could you tell me when you see gaps like that, please? Because yes. I'm a long-term buyer, and I don't like to trade options because I've gotten my pants burned off of me yep. in the few times. And I still try it. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm like hoping for that one Tesla option that you buy that goes from three grand to like 300,000 in a week. But Exactly. That's, that's also the thing with options. You have to pick one strategy, stick to it, and you have to put in the sweat equity. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, all right, if I make a blind trade, it's never going to go well. Right. Like if I just open you, the app and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got to feel like I'm ready to do it and pull the trade. I like that. You got to be prepared. So, yeah, I feel like if when I when I do get back into trading, whenever that will be, I will probably just play the spy gaps um, and just really get that down. Because, because really, I mean, you can just do that. And Riley, you, you can't you beat the market. Win. You cannot or a computer. Beat the you can't. But <laughs> there are some traders out there that have good strategies that do. You know, it's like anything. And when you say get getting back into trading, I think what that brings me back to is to get really good at something. You've got to spend a lot of fucking time on it. You know, yep. like I've been in commercial real estate eight years, and I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing now mm-hmm. um, enough to be dangerous with analyzing things in projecting the future but it's like i've got to spend all my time doing that to feel really confident and good doing it that's you know? the thing that's why i stopped trading yeah because i was like this is not it's a full-time, be my full-time job. career yeah you know so it's like it was something like a hobby that i wanted to take on but it's just like it's you can't it can't be just a hobby it can't in a sense be just a hobby um but maybe I do you love just the, take a six month sabbatical and just like dive back in because like i love the idea of okay i'm taking these sunglasses too dark in here i love the idea of just like continual education even if i'm not using it right applying it you know if i'm just you know paper trading or watching the market just kind of have you paper traded um explain what that is because that's interesting yeah so paper trading is pretty much um i use thinkorswim which is td ameritrade's um trader platform um it's a separate app but so when you paper trade you pretty much there's 200 grand paper like money basically a game fake money um, I think they, so they load that, that account with 200 grand and then you can trade with it. But with paper trading, the market is 20 minutes behind. So if, if a stock goes up, it's not going to go up on your paper trade account for like the next 20 minutes. It's very, it's, it's all delayed. Right. So it's kind of hard to like practice that way because you don't because get the active. So qu- yeah. Okay. So paper trading to me is kind of just like. If you want to getting, dabble and learn, it's getting used to the platform. It's getting used to how to put, you know, set trades and orders and limits and stops and all that right. junk. Um, definitely, like, would be good to get used to the platform and how to use it because it's pretty intricate. Like, yeah. when I opened it, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, this what is, is yeah. This? How do you start? What do you do? That's probably a good way for those of you listening that want to learn how to options trade. Start with paper yeah. trading, right? Yeah, and I feel like I'm not gonna. If I ever did have like a, if I was ever a trader full time, it would be when I can piss away 100k in a week and be like, all That's right, well, let's try again next week. Like yeah. it's gonna be to the point where, right? It's not like I'm relying on that. Yep. It's gonna be more like a hobby and whatever. But One of those things, I like it anyway. Well, as you can see, Riley is in a great golf get up today. <laughs> yes. I like the mock. Thanks. Thanks. I brought mine too. I just don't have it on yet. I I just. Since I bought these types of shirts, I just don't like colors anymore. I know they're just they just get in the way. You yeah. know when you're hitting bombs. And I just love totally I just love the, the casual feel of 
Yeah, it feels like you're wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, In golf news, we've got a huge announcement that we're releasing on the podcast today. We're getting a PGA Superstore in Boise, Idaho. Yes. And Top Golf, all this golf stuff. I know. (laughs) Is it just because of COVID? COVID. Oh my gosh. Turned There's, everybody into a golfer. Yeah, which for the better, for the worst. Um, and I think that's why a lot of clubs are going private. Like Falcon Crest is set to go private within like the next year. Oh, I did not know that. Um, because of like, the, you know, they're developing a bunch of houses. Um, the like same 2,000 homes supposed yeah. to go around it. So the same guy that developed Spurwing is developing that area. Ah. And I think, I honestly think, I, f- I don't, I mean, I don't know the reason, but I feel like the reason that they would go private is so that people can pay more to golf be a little and more not, exclusive yeah you know and not have to wait 5 hours to play around and like it's just it's painful it's brutal exactly so, pj superstore these- is going in off eagle road in Eustick, in the old rose hours location yes that's been empty for like it's been ever. empty for how many years now i think 4 or 5 years so we did the deal with the mecca gym at that same shopping center um close to eight months ago now. So those those guys are up and rocking and rolling. We've got PGA Superstore going in. We've got Chipotle also joining the party at that shopping center. And I think they're closing their location down at Eagle and Fairview just because really? it's bad ex- access and it's I, like right next to Chick-fil-A. I have a question. What do, What is your opinion? So I actually went to Chick-fil-A yesterday on Eagle on that Eagle location and I'm just like pulling in and I'm just like, this is very difficult like to get in and out and I was like especially if you have like a big ass truck or something like how like you can barely like turn around like all this stuff and then they are redirecting the drive through to go to the other end so you have to go all the way to the end of the parking lot to enter right and then also like like how do you do you think they're going to like redo that parking lot at eventually because I just feel like it, where so Chick-fil-A busy. is yeah yeah so this is the hard thing in development when you're planning a development and when it gets submitted to the city for approvals, you do something what's called like a, I think it's called a stacking study. But when you're getting a drive through approved at a certain location, they will estimate based on traffic counts of the main roads, how many cars will go through this drive through Just estimating. You know, like four years ago when the Chick-fil-A there opened, it wasn't as popular as it is today i think and so when they make Chick-fil-A. those yeah when they make those estimations you know they're like okay well it can stack you know 12 to 15 cars is probably what they estimated but guess what the the average stacking is like 20 cars now yeah you know they made two lanes and then you look at say the, they just split the in and out burger lanes. that's supposed to go in over there they've i believe in the plans it's stacking of up to 20 cars but there's going to be way more than 20 cars in that line. so Especially for the first six months. So I think that that's probably one of the things that there will be hiccups with that development over there is because the stacking, we can estimate based on current numbers, but the popularity is sometimes hard for like city officials to understand. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they're, they're kind, kind of outdated, of out, outdated yep. and out of the trends. And a lot of these city planners, um, I believe it's a, volunteer job to some extent um and the joke in the development world is if you can't be a developer you go be a city planner and then you get to tell developers what to do (laughs) so yeah pga superstore going in on eagle and you stick huge announcement for boise i also have a question for that shopping center i was going to 
where was I going the other day? I can't remember, but I had to go in there. And it's honestly kind of like, all right, well, we have to be going down Eagle on this side. There's only right in, right out access. Yeah, so it's like, so is that going to be sustainable? That, <clears throat> I think the PGA Superstore location will be great because right now the only golf shops we have in town are Golf Galaxy that's on Franklin, and then we've got wide the wide world. world of golf on um, Emerald. Is that Milwaukee? Cool. Emerald in Milwaukee, right? Emerald in Milwaukee. Um, but there's such a huge golf. Um, I would say 70% of our population is, plays golf. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a large golf population in the Eagle Meridian area, mm-hmm. even though we don't, I mean, you look at Spurwing, Banbury, <clears throat> all the way up to Falcon Crest and Ways, and like most of those people have to go down to the mall to go golf shopping for stuff. Yeah. I think that's that why I, I would be there every I, day. It's but. a great, I think it's a great repurposing on the owners of that shopping center to go find that tenant. And that's like perfect. Cause it's, it's perfect. Huge. It's huge. And they're, you know you, you're not going to put a trampoline park in there. I think it's like 60,000 square feet, Jeez. but I know PGA superstores, like they've got like five to six, like club testing bays. And like, it's going to be, pretty massive which is going to be really cool for pga like you'll hit a workout and then swing over there exactly test out i was talking to my my client the mech and he's like yep rich golfers can't wait (laughs) yeah exactly pga superstore coming to town what are you gonna shoot today we are gonna no i mean like shoot in the golf round yeah oh jesus blake don't ask me that um obviously i'm always shooting for sub 100 yeah, right. Which I don't like to say out loud, but right. I've been pretty rusty lately. What's your What's your best golf tip you could give to the listeners right now? Best golf tip? Yeah, take a deep breath and relax. Yes. You can't golf when you're tense. I'm very <laughs> tense and just need to breathe. But and then it's like right as you take a swing, it's like 38 million things in your head, and you're like tense up. <laughs> Bad shot. It's a constant learning curve, which I love. That's why I love golf. Right. That's also why I love video. Like everything's a constant learning curve. Yeah, because it's never perfected. I yeah, think. you can't. Perfect. Besides the Aaron Paul video, that was pretty <laughs> damn perfect, if you ask me. Yeah, you can't perfect anything. But so the future is coming. <laughs> is coming. Right. But well, now we're in the future. Yep. Now we're in the future. <laughs> um, give me a little lowdown of what's happening in Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia is always trying to innovate. Right, right, because they just have the money. They whatever. Look at Abu Dhabi. Like, two thousand six. I think there's pictures of just water. Mm-hmm. They manufactured these islands, and now there's these like what forty story skyscrapers. And that's, I don't know if that's, I don't know geo- geographically if that's very close to Saudi Arabia. It's part of the eastern continent. It's over, over there. there. <laughs> it's over there. It's cross pond. Um, because, um, let's see. Actually, the guy that I sat next to on VCon day one was developing that cryptocurrency city for that city, right? The new uh, this new city in Saudi Arabia. Um, oh, I can. Does that correlate the to the the Neom? That's that's what it is, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this project, the line, is part of that. Well, Neom is the company behind the line. Oh really? Yeah. So then he might he be a was part of that developed. project. Whoa! Interesting. That's I was cool. contact. Okay, so. so our third topic of the day is called the line, and if you haven't seen the video, Riley's going to cut in a really cool clip. Now a revolution in civilization is taking place. 
Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to nine million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end -end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. So pretty much they want to squeeze New York City into a 170-kilometer long, 170 long and 500-meter-tall Speak to, in English for me, like kilometers. I'm just saying that because that's what it said. That's just <laughs> what I remember. I think, what is it, 100 miles, miles long? It's 100, how many miles is yeah. 170 kilometers? It's, a, it's 100 miles. It long. is? Yep. Probably, 100 miles yeah. long, okay. and well, then it was like the height of the Empire State Building. So yeah, which for is crazy. visual perspective, it's this mirrored walled, and then how wide was it? Like, not even that wide. I don't remember how wide it was. 100-mile-long wall. And you can get to the end of walls, it in 20 minutes. 20 minutes through a transit. So basically what they're trying to do is pack 9 million people in a environmentally friendly new sub-city mm -hmm. and have all of your services and things within like five minutes of walking. What are your thoughts? Um, it's a little dystopian, but also, I mean, the first thing I'm like, okay, what are we, are we trapped in here? Clearly, I think you can get out and go enjoy nature. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So I'm like, okay, well, that's fine, I guess. Right. I don't know. It's like when – it's just going to be like our population. It's just going to be like when do we like innovate to the future without us trying to resist it. Right. Because I feel like this is like – this is a totally new concept and people are like they're trying – It's you like know, so far out there that it's yeah. like – it's kind of like going to Mars. Mm -hmm. People like they're trying to trap us and keep us in here and – take over the world it's like okay, yeah like how do you decipher that between like is this the future you know right. because it's like i love the correlation of in the video i watched is to the mayan ruins in the temples not temples but uh, the pyramids mm -hmm. and how that used to just be cities within of those years ago crazy? yeah so it kind of goes back to that whole concept of you know, you live, work, play. Like, they even talked about having, like, an indoor ski hill in this line I mean, thing. I mean, I I think the U.S. could do a lot better of being more like Europe, where people can do everything they need within a two-mile radius. Mm -hmm. It's not jammed in a cube, but it's, like, I think, obviously, the American dream, like, Americans love suburbs and freedom, having their own stuff. America. Yeah, exactly. But then it's, like... And then it's like, okay, well, that means everyone has to have a car, probably two cars per household. Just like, and I don't have a super strong opinion on any of this, but it's just like, how sustainable is that? And like, right. you know. Well, you look at, you know, we have to start, I mean, we're taking over our globe slowly. I mean, global warming, I don't know if that's real or not, but I think we do need to be <laughs> we'll a little more environmentally yeah. friendly. You know, I do your part. You know, I think that that's what it comes down to. But oh, this line sure. thing's so fascinating because well, it's all like renewable. It's all renewable, the and water, they have the so sunlight. much AI that 
that could be programmed. And they've been working on this since 2017. And what are we, 2023 now? And then I think by, I read something that Saudi Arabia needs to be like fully 100% sustainable by 2060. In order so, to what? To qualify within certain regulations uh, of like the global economic. Well, yeah, because I think, I think Earth can sustain what, 10 billion people? I think I'm not and sure. And it's like, okay, well, population growth is exponential. Right. So it's like, we're going to be there before we know it. Probably right. like what, within the next 10, 20 years? Yeah. I'll just assume. Because what is, what are we at? Three billion people? Yeah, like eight and a half. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. What's the population of Earth? Earth. This is, oh, it says 7.9. 7.9 billion people. Billion. Okay. Um, Kanye, I'm going to buy the earth. I'm going to buy the earth. <laughs> but how much money do you think it costs to buy <laughs> the earth? Jeez, <laughs> uh, Kanye, man. So, I mean, He's kind of gone in the dark. Yeah. I haven't heard much from him since uh, Kardashians kind of kicked his ass to the can. How about Pete Davidson? I love that guy. He reminds I, I me like of his you comedy. Yeah. I like his, his comedy. He's, he's a little hilarious. dirty. That's why I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, I like him. It's yeah. a little interesting, though, like him and Kim. Well, you know that their whole image is about marketing and branding. Oh, sure, so it's yeah. like, how can we get the most clicks? Yum, yum. But, yeah, anyways, that's a side tangent. Yes. So the line, um, I think the viewers have a pretty good description of what it is based on the clip you posted earlier, but it's yep. really fascinating to me to see, like, it's a situation like that that I could see like cryptocurrencies really taking off really be, yeah. because it's like this own currency within this own city, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. The jurisdiction. I know that they're working on all of like the laws for this thing right now Isn't that and crazy? that they have to like break ground on it in 23. I think that's what it was because they've been working on it from 2017 and like the publicity it's getting right now is pretty wild. Like, and then Did you, you, you the talk clip? about like how do they, how do they get people to volunteer? It's like going, hey, do you want to go on a rocket to Mars? <laughs> it's like, hey, do you want to go live in this sustainable city for the rest of your life? I don't know. Yeah, and then is it going to be like a new world order? And they're like forcing us to go in there, like yeah. you know. Oh, Did yeah. you see the graphic of them taking New York and putting it in it? Taking, no. They took New York and, and they put it. They like showed what it would like. How it would squeeze in there. Yeah, and it was just crazy. Yeah. It's like New York had all of this grass and um, like nature and just right? like trees. And, and they stuff. packed it in there. I love the fact that you can take a, a tra not a train, but like a system it looks like it's from at one the end to the other. Yeah. And it only takes 20 minutes. So you could go like technically across town. You know, and then there's suburbs divided in it, like layers within it. So I don't like, know. I think it's kind of cool, but like, I don't it's know if it's for me. But like, I feel like that part of the country could thrive on something. We'll like, definitely be the last ones to do. Oh, that, for sure. Ever. Yeah, yeah. They can't even pack us in like <laughs> office buildings for that matter. We want to be outside, things like that. I don't know. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, we have three minutes left. I don't know. What you're Quick bites. Welcome back. Let's end it there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're calling it Quick Bites. I'm going to shoot quick 82 today. 82? 82 is kind of my target. Okay. I Because you said you're an 8. I'm an 8 or a 9. I want to shoot 82 today. Okay. And I feel like I'm progressing in golf from a mental standpoint. 
It's all mental. It's, it's like all, trading, man. Totally, dude. You I'm look like, at maybe like, I should go be a monk first and then golf. <laughs> yeah, because then you can like really reel it in on the focus Because every side time I go up to take a shot, I'm like stressed that I'm going to hit a bad shot. And then I really? hit a bad shot. Well, then why it's do like, you think about that? Exactly. Well, it's just like, it's a just a habitual thing, I feel like. As smack a human. that shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> just come on, smack that shit. I know, I just got to go up and whack okay, it. Okay, let's go golfing, Riley.